Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of our podcasts start with me being like, oh my God, I ate. And then we go into <laughs> how it like affected me in a major way. <laughs> how it changed your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to, I made this video the other day about how like shortbread needs its moment. Like it's a superior <laughs> snack and or treat. And I ate an entire canister of like Scottish shortbread cookies. Oh, there may have been six cookies so in there. So buttery. So buttery with milk. And the whole time I was like, is this milk good? But then Noah ate the milk, ate the milk. And I was like, it must be fine if he says it's fine. But I had the worst night's sleep of my whole pregnancy. Like I kept th- thinking I was smelling a fart. Like that's how visceral the dream was that like the smell of the fart woke me up. And I was like, it's not Noah. It's not me. It's not the dog. Like, was it a confabulation? And just like the food, and when you're pregnant, you can already have trouble like fully digesting and the food just sat there. And I'm like, yeah, you ate six fucking shortbread cookies and yeah. went to bed like a loser. And <laughs> and it's just like, it's made me feel awful today. So I'm just trying to... <laughs> just recover. This is not your New Year's Eve hangover. This is you had six cookies yeah. and things are going off the rails for you. And also, I mean, it was like, even now, like I made myself eat breakfast so I could do a workout. Like I ate breakfast so I could have coffee, so I could do a workout, so I could poop. <laughs> what, a, what a life you, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, you have yeah. six Netflix specials, you play in arenas and then you come home and you're like, oh, I just really hope I get to poop today. What a day. I think a shit. It's a real Rube Goldberg device of cause and effect just to get the outcome, just so I can feel <laughs> somewhat normal. And here's the truth. Did you see this viral video of this? I think she's like a news anchor and like what she was willing to do to get home for Christmas. And it's basically after five hours, her flight home to Winnipeg was canceled. And she was like, I'm going to drive. And all these strangers in the terminal were like, I mean, by the way, if someone from Winnipeg is like, I'll go with you. I'm like, I trust you. You're Canadian. You're from Winnipeg. 100%. So she got in a car with like five strangers and she was like, seven hours later, two turkey sandwiches and a lot of Christmas carols. Like, we drove home. 
And I'm like, it's not that crazy. It's adorable because it's like all grandparents. But like, I saw that story and I was like, this is what I wanted this morning. Like not more devastating Israel news. I wanted a story about five Gentiles loading into a rented Subaru and driving to Winnipeg. And it made me feel really good. That's that's what you want over the holidays. I get from the Ask Eliza Twitter account, which I don't we have, really post to because Twitter is such a We have a Twitter? Landscape. We take messages there, but we don't post there because everything there is so bad. But it, it, I haven't fixed the notifications on that account yet. So I'm constantly getting alerts. Every time anyone dies, I get an alert from the Ask Eliza Twitter. Anyone? Where it's like- Anyone anywhere? Uh, anyone How do you anyone sleep? on TMZ. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> And it's all on the Ask Eliza account. And every time I'm like, what? Who? And then I go and I'm like, oh, it's someone I've never heard of. Like, this is not the news I want every day to get a push notification to my phone for. No, it's trash news. Um, On my burner account, I follow USA Today. And it's just like, this woman choked on a chicken nugget. Here's how her husband reacted. You're like, I don't fucking care. These people aren't real. Uh, the The <laughs> secret about Christmas is it's actually not the Christmas that you want. It's the six days between Christmas and New Year's. That's the real jewel of the holiday season. Yeah, if you get the time off. Uh, the people that have to like work work these days, I feel bad for. Like I'm working a little bit because I'm in social media. So it's like things happen. But, but the people that are in meetings, it's like, ugh, gross. I guess what I like is the, lo- I'm not uh, a person who's like, I'll just hang out and chill. But the fact that nothing, <laughs> like the industry kind of isn't open. I mean, of course, there's always something going on. And I got bronchitis somewhere between Copenhagen and Norway. Shout out to the Norwegian doctor who I remember being named Sven, but it, his last name just may have been Sven, might have been Svensson. Uh, and I still have it. Like I still have this like disgusting cough that for some reason only comes out when people ask me how I'm feeling. So it sounds like I'm Ugh. lying. <laughs> like the cough hears you talking about it. So I feel like I'm always calling in sick for work. Like, oh, I'm just... Uh, sick. <laughs> it's gnarly. Uh, but so I, I opted out of any shows because my throat hurt. And I've just really enjoyed, we were renovating a room in our house to make a nursery. There's not a lot to do. I can't like paint in there. I can't move stuff in. Like our house is just like in flux. So I've just been monitoring Instagram and uh, monitoring. <laughs> monitoring the situation. But just really for the first time, maybe in my life or in a long time, just not doing anything. And I'm into it. You have to be forced. You have to. It has to be the industry has shut down. You are unwell. Otherwise, you're going to be doing something. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a chance to like catch up with people. It's just you have a cup of coffee and like there's nothing more delicious than Sierra coming into my room in the morning. My room. (laughs) Not Noah's room. (laughs) And we, she gets into that. Noah also get to stay there. I taught her two phrases. I, yeah, he, well, he's up. He gets up early. I taught her stay bundled. So like whenever we're outside and she's cold and she says stay bundled. And I always emphasize how important it is to be cozy. So she gets cozy. Mm. It's great. Right. Yeah. It's great. And, uh, and that's it. And happy new year to those who celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to follow it with to those who celebrate? Obviously, that's who. And you're like, Merry Christmas for those who celebrate. No one who doesn't celebrate Christmas is like, it, it, it's like you Don't wished direct it, that at me. You wished it upon me, or they are. Get over. Well, it. I mean, I'm in the position of being not at all Christian, but obviously I celebrate you Christmas because it's presents. You're, Chris, you're Christian. And a tree. 
You're not Jewish and you're definitely not Muslim. I'm nothing, but I'll take other people's traditions if it means presence. And that's the American thing. Like, what can I get out of this? Yeah. All I want is to celebrate other people's fun holidays. And as a Jew, we would love to include people, but like, do you want to roast chicken? Like Jewish, that's what I really wanted to talk about. I have to say this. I know the season's over, especially with everything going on. There are efforts to, you know, people are, the good people are like trying to be more inclusive of Jews. So I got a lot of like, happy Hanukkah. Let me just put this out there because I understand a (laughs) sliver and people are going to take this out of context of how black people felt after, uh, like during Black Lives Matter after George Floyd, like checking in on you. You don't have to wish me a happy Hanukkah. It is a story of a military victory as most Jewish stories are, but it's not spiritually, it is, it's a spiritual religion, but it's not like a high holiday, holiday, holy thing. You don't have to wish it. It's really more for kids. And people are doing their best, but in doing it, it sort of demonstrates like you're not positive, like what to do with Jewish people. We don't need it. I'm okay if you say Merry Christmas. I love saying it back. I found out in Europe, they don't say happy holidays. So I'm going all over Europe doing these meet and greets after the shows. I'm like, happy holidays. And they're like, I was like, do you guys not say it? They're like, no, we just on Christmas, you say Merry Christmas. I'm like, see, just just the one day. And he's like, yeah, we don't acknowledge it. I go, your whole city is covered in lights and trees and angels, but we don't want to talk about it until the day of. <laughs> but to my to the fellow Jews listening, to the six of you, this effort to make Hanukkah as accessible commercially as Christmas doesn't feel right. It's kind of like what you know. I holiday ugly Hanukkah holiday sweaters and mench on a bench and trying to make a religion that is replete with like and sadness and deep spiritual meanings trying to make it commercial it doesn't belie the integrity of it it just doesn't feel right like this isn't I was raised to like wake up Christmas morning and like not think about it and it's cold in the house and that feels okay for me Trying to make, you got your Hanukkah bush. Like, look, if one of your parents is Christian, one is Jewish, whatever. But it's this weird thing where they're basically taking Christmas and painting it white and blue. And I was thinking about like during Black Lives Matter, how like restaurants were having like the BLM BLT. And like they were like naming, you know, and black people were like, this is not what we wanted. And as Jews, I'm like, no, this is not what we wanted. I don't want like bagel puns. And like life-size dreadles. All we wanted was for you to stop shooting up our synagogues. Like, I I don't need any of that shit. So I reject it and I continue to lightly decorate my house for the holidays and enjoy Christmas uh, by proxy. But the Jewish- This is such a different- like Christians, not as again speaking, it's not a Christian in Christmas. They're like, we want you, please be. Christian. That's exactly Christmas right. Fun. Look at the presents in the tree. Right. Look at the lights. Come here. We're having a nice time. And that's not that's not like, Judaism. Judaism is so different. No, it's just not the, the. You don't need you don't need to recruit. You're like good. You're like we're fine. We probably should, but we do. It's just not the religion doesn't do proselytizing. Um, it just it is not out there for the most part, actively recruiting, you know, it, and it's fine. We're fine with that. We just need you to stop blindly hating and killing us. But to the Jews out there, like, it just looks silly to me 
like trying to make it like, look, it's so commercial. And I've talked about this before, how like Hanukkah is the festival of lights. So it's like a PR fail on our end that like we don't have more lights. Like Christmas got the lights and we're just like, I'll sit in the dark. But I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the mounds and mounds of made in China plastic to celebrate Hanukkah so you can look like a like a Christian. Like just go to a Christmas party. They want I you there. I feel like I've made you talk to me about this before, but I the biggest piece of Jewish media to me was the episode of The Rugrats, which when I think about it, there really is nothing comparable. As like a kid, like you see so much Christmas stuff, but there was a whole Rugrats episode where they learned the story of Hanukkah. And like, that's where I learned everything. And I'm like, oh, most media doesn't just incorporate it. You know what's tough but about Rugrats? But it was Rugrats? like a great Rugrats. What's tough about Rugrats is that it's like a Jewish show, but like everyone's ugly. And like, as the Jews who made it, I'm like, what is this low-key commentary? Like, why is everyone bumpy? Why is Stewie Pickles ugly? Isn't the mom hot? Because, not because Angelica, because the mom, I don't think is Jewish. Angelica's mom isn't Jewish, I don't think. think. The blonde with the high pony. Yeah, that's always working out. Yeah, that's not a Jew. (laughs) And Cynthia, the doll, isn't Jewish. Just a doll. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. 
And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Also, I this is going to really bother people because I know a huge part of my audience does this. Having nothing to do with religion. Sending mm-hmm. holiday cards, okay? Almost every industry in the last 20 years has gotten an overhaul. I think of the mattress industry. I think B2B. I think B2C. I think subscriptions. I think of all these industries. But the one that has gotten a mini overhaul that needs not an an overhaul, but a rethinking is the greeting card, holiday family card industry. So you have brands like Minted where it's like super easy, just slap a picture of your kid, send this out for three cents. The reason people used to send holiday cards was because there was no internet. So you're like, oh my God, how is Tracy in Denver doing? And then you'd send a letter, like here's what the, the fish crocs have been up to. But now we all know because we have Instagram. And if you're not on my Instagram, like we probably don't really care. So you're getting these cards and really the purpose of the card, the subtext is to say, look at me, look at my face, look how good I'm looking, look how great my kids are. What you end up with is like a guy you went to college with and his like family and you met the kid when he was two and now you're getting this family card of them all in like denim and they're mutant preteens right like this is Skyton and this is Asterix and we've got braces and like we're not great looking because we're 13 and no one is and they're like what do I do I display this on my mantle (laughs) we're not even Facebook friends anyway yeah, the, I used to get the letters. My mom would get those letters where it would be like a fully printed out other sheet in the card right. of everything every member was up to. And it was always like a brag, like this one went here. This one actually got a 4.0 GPA this, and you're reading it. And the best part is you're reading it filled with hate, but in the good way where you're like, ooh, look at these little jerks. Look at what they're doing. Well, I think there is a degree of, well, there's a degree of being like, look how well we're doing. Like very few cards are like, and why can't I think of anyone's name? Like an We lost the house. We lost the house. Uh, Rick did leave. Ashlyn is back in rehab. (laughs) Turns out the fentanyl dose was a little too strong. Oh no. It is a way of being like, look how great we're doing. It's, It's an antiquated version of Instagram, which the subtext behind almost every post is, Give me attention. Look how good I'm doing. Look what I have. Um, so it's not bad. There are worse things in this world, but like, I just, it's never once occurred to me to be like, let's, let's pose. Like, I can't see Noah like putting on a chambray shirt and like going to the park and taking a picture with me. I, if you asked him too nicely, he would, but yeah. Oh, this I is the man he... who, <laughs> who came with me to have a dog wedding for Blanche to marry a dog that looked like her. 
when we first met. So he would. <laughs> he would, but yeah, it's he wouldn't have anyone he needed to send them to when you got those printed out. Yeah. He, he'd be like, I'm good. And then you'll get gifts from people that are like your friends, but also your professional friends. Like I, at the uh, Aspen Ideas Institute, I did an interview with Kate Bowler. She's um, a professor at Duke and she wrote like, everything happens for a reason. No cure for being human. Um, and she's, you know, a deeply, uh, she's a, she's like a professor of history of, of professor of history of Christianity at Duke Divinity School. So like deeply spiritual person, one of the loveliest humans sent me like a, an hardcore gift box of like <gasps> an ornament toffee from this like Durham toffee company, a real note. And I was like, that's how you do it. It's personal. That's exciting. Yeah. And like some crunchy bits. And then your agency sends you nothing except for a pair of socks with the price tag on them. So thanks so much. <gasps> someone, someone's assistant is definitely Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to get like a professional gift in the mail from a professional coins. And you're like, fuck yeah, you did it right. And then you always get the ones that are like, a, tr- a donation has been made in your honor. You're like, spam, delete, don't care. Yeah, and I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Or it was like $5. Like, wh- what was the amount? And show show my name on that website. Right. <laughs> uh, I didn't really... Thank you on it. I didn't really do a ton of gifts this year. Every year I do gifts and it never feels great. And I always schlep a ton of stuff back from Europe. And this year I was like not feeling as nesty. I bought a couple things, brought them back. But like, I don't know. This, this year didn't feel as good. Maybe it's because of, of the Israel thing. Yeah, and being like so pregnant. I think that's a big part of it. Like not being able to use your body and having your daughter think your belly button is a nipple. And your real gift is coming in a couple months when that baby's born. That's my real gift, my real purpose. Uh-huh. Real gift and purpose. And you finally become a boy mom. Gross. Boy mom. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. He's going to be great. It'll be nice to have a little tiny tree frog. And we'll just hunker down and watch a lot of violent movies and breastfeed this baby. And I'm going to attempt to paint a tree on the wall in his nursery. And it's going to look real lopsided. And then I'll just paint over it. What kind of tree? An oak tree. I wanted a tree. And every tree I looked at was like a pine tree. Remember being a hipster? Well, we're still obsessed with pine trees, pine decals, pine trees, Alps, mountains. No. Sierra got the mountains. He gets the forest. So... I have my own I have my own version of an oak tree in my head. It's going to be oh. it's going to be great. <laughs> okay. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. So, folks, this is uh we've talked for 20 minutes now, but you know, catching up new year. New year, I did Europe, we did 14 cities. The shows were incredible. I I think visiting Europe, it's 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 a catch 22. The Europe during Christmas is beautiful cuz it's Christmas but it's also high tourist season. Could not take one deep breath in Amsterdam without inhaling tourist cigarette smoke. There were just so many tourists everywhere. And I guess I'm one of them. I like to think I'm cooler. Uh, It was a very hard trip, but it was so worth it. The shows were incredible. And uh, somebody put a, shoot me next time. I'm like, yeah, I'll do a different country every day for five days in a row. That should be fine, pregnant with a child. And weirdly, she wasn't even the difficult. I just felt bad for her. Her little body my daughter just crushing croissants, scraps of bread. 
<laughs> Anywhere she Why can. Is that a street urchin. Just she would. She has a little purse. Somebody gave her a little shirt that had a reindeer pouch attached to it, and she would just shove bread in there for her long journey. Um, it was great, great trip, and I'm happy to be home and decompressing. And uh, I will be ignoring most texts for the next two months. Not from you though. And people have questions. People have questions. Yeah. People have questions and we have answers. get into it? Yeah, I don't mean to be low energy. I'm literally trying to digest the piece of toast I had. And it's quiet. Noah took Sierra for breakfast, which is very cute. Oh, that's fun. He brought her in this morning. He was like, I think her po- he did her hair. And he was like, I think her ponytail holder is loose. I'm like, it's a headband. <laughs> Let me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the whole outfit has to match. And he's like, here's a bag. Stick it on. Put on your shoes in the car. <laughs> We're going like for Indian bag. food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm afraid that if I die, she'll be like the hot girl with the boy clothes. Like she'll have no idea. So I have to stay alive to make sure she looks fucking fly. Or start recording one of those videos that in movies that get played after you die. You're like, if you're seeing this, I'm dead. This is how you need to dress. And you're doing it from the year 2023. 20, it's yeah. like 2040 and she looks like an idiot. She's just dressed like a millennial. I'm like, always skinny yeah. jeans. Get you some dickies. Get a studded belt. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be vintage by the time you wear it. Okay, we're ready. Do we have any follow-ups? Right. Yeah, we could do follow-ups. Well, no, don't I mean, say, because there were some that were like extra juicy. There were. Oh, I man. mean, the follow-ups, we got some follow-ups that are like, you're right. I mean, and some people that. that are like, we're supporting you, this person. And, no, when know. I say follow-up, I, first of all, your energy is so low with that. When you're like, because I had another question, I was excited to. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. But (laughs) when I say follow ups, I want it to be like a juicy one. Like, you know, like he left me while I was giving birth. Like, should I go back and follow up? I sucked that birth back in and we're still together. I mean, for the most part, people listen to you, do the smart or right thing, and then are like, yep, it pretty much worked out. Or I'm not with that person, you know, very rarely has it been like, and I flipped out and uh, don't, we fought and then I climbed a tree. Don't then, write to us unless you're at a real crossroads. Like, don't write to me and you were going to do it anyway. And then you're like, yeah, of course I broke up with them. It was only a week. Like, don't waste our fucking time. You write to me write from, to from, from the ledge. Letters from the ledge. From the lowest moment of your life yeah. is when you should write and ask Eliza. Letters from the Nadir. Dear Nadir. I'm in my Nadir. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this subject line, my employer accidentally gifted me a $500 gift card and now they're deducting my wages. (gasps) Just infuriated me. Okay. Good morning, Emily, Eliza, and the beloved AIA crew. I'm sorry this is a long one, but like Lucy, I've got some splaining to do. Oh, very cool. Very cool reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've been with my current job for just over a year. I reached my one-year anniversary this month, December. And on the first of the month, I received an email from our rather large company stating that I was a 2023 milestone anniversary recipient. And they were thanking me for my service to the company with a gift card. I was surprised to open the gift card to see that it was the amount of $500. However, When I spoke with my supervisor and asked her if the company did annual employee reviews and raises, I was informed they did not. I figured that the employee incentive was the $500 bonus. I informed my boss of the gift card and I told her that we had really been struggling and it helped me to put food on our table for our five kids that Christmas season. 
she seemed a bit surprised and said that she didn't receive one at her one year, but that the company had rebranded, so it must be a new policy. Fast forward to the end of December. Since all this happened in the beginning of the month, I've been in constant communication with my boss about my financial struggles. My husband, 40 male, and I, 38 female, are willingly allowing our second vehicle to be repossessed by the lender. Our primary vehicle is an SUV, which is required as it is the only one we have that fits all of our seven family members. My supervisor and I discussed the possibility of a company loan as we are having radiator issues with our SUV. This morning when I arrived to work, I went into her office with the prepared quote from the radiator shop and she asked me to close her door. After I close the door, my supervisor proceeds to tell me that there is an employee in another region of the company with the same name that was supposed to receive the gift card that I had received. With that said, not only would they not be able to approve a loan at this time, but they were now wanting me to pay back the $500 for the gift card that had been mistakenly gifted to me. She said she had to discuss it with her boss to see how they could work it out, but maybe they could set up $20 or $25 payments per paycheck. What? My my first issue I have is that they delivered this gift via email. It did not have a name attached to it, nor did it have any other identifying feature for me to recognize that it was not meant for me. Another issue I have is it's a gift card, not cash. It's not a check. This was not taxed. Now they want me to turn around and pay it back and pay taxes on it. It's nice that they want to work with me to take small payments, but that's 20 payments. I only get paid 24 times a month. Doesn't seem right and possibly not legal for them to deduct wages from my paycheck. Eliza, can you enlighten me with your infinite wisdom and insight? Thanks. Broke and bummed Becca. First of all, you work for a major corporation. It sounds like it's a a relatively big company that has recently rebranded. I'm sorry. Like you have, hopefully you have, as Emily will tell you, like the paper trail. Hopefully you have some proof that you came to your boss. Your boss is fucking you. Yeah. Your boss is like, I didn't get one. Oh, well. And then for them to wait this long, like that is something that could have been confirmed day of your financial issues, I have to be honest. Like, I don't know who you work for. I don't know if you like work at Facebook and it's like you're on a campus. I don't think you do. That's not on the company. I don't, I, I'm sure there is a world where companies do loans, but like for you to keep talking about your financial troubles with your boss, like either get the raise or don't, that's a little TMI, but I don't think this is legal. They gave you a gift and especially the taxes. I just think, can you go, I think your boss is not, your boss is fucking you. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the problem is, is that the company should just eat the $500 cost. hundred percent. Do you do good work? Are you valuable? They're just thinking like, oh, I, we'll just get it back. For them to litigate you and be like, we can do a payment plan is what are you? Oh, God. You don't have is, the financial wherewithal to like hire a lawyer and like, but you need to get HR involved and be like, show me like where this is legally okay. See if you can find a, a lawyer who will take you on like a, it's not a pro bono, but like a case where it's, they'll look at it it's like a, what is it called? What is that organization that'll like help you? OSHA? There's employment or no, there's like employment organizations though where it's like, they can look and tell you if this is worth it, that they can help you out. Look into that, see what's available because th- I mean, look, yes. Okay. I have heard of cases. Like I was talking the other day, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to get like a minor bonus. Do you think it will be on my current paycheck or my paycheck from the beginning of the year. And my dad was like, well, 
if it's on your current one, I would say don't spend it because they're going to take it back because it's not supposed to be. I was like, they can't take it back. And he said, yes, they can. And I was like, oh, I believe you just because you're uh, my dad. Call so Emily's dad. I don't know if that's true or it not. Just feels, Call my dad. It feels wrong. I mean, it, it's also, or maybe they're within their rights and they're like, this was an accounting error. And you, there's no such thing as you're like, I gave you a week. I just. I wonder what, like, the. I guess the where the line comes down is what is your obligation to them? Because you mentioned it to your boss multiple times. You were like, this is a large amount. And they said, okay. It wasn't like you suddenly yeah. got a transfer of 2000 You weren't expecting and you kept it secret. Right. You had just had your one year. It said it was for your one year. Like, there's a million reasons that you thought this was for you. You tried to follow up about it. I feel like your obligation, it's like if you find money on the street, your obligations have now been cleared. You've gone to the police, like you've done everything and now it's yours. But I wonder if they're trying to build a paper trail against you because you keep asking about loans, et cetera. And so they're trying to have reasons to yeah, get rid of you. I don't, that doesn't make you look great. I hate that you're like struggling like that, but it's not a bank. It's a company. They're there to make money. And... I, I mean, if you're not, if you're having an issue also with paying back $25 a month, like how are you going to pay back this loan? Don't get, and, and stop sharing all this information with your boss who is definitely not on your side. She's not going to feel bad for you and like give you more money. She no. already was just like, oh, we accidentally gave Cindy $500. Take that back in the most excruciating way possible. You need to get HR involved and maybe even, and I hope you do have emails. Not just, I talked to her because she'll be like, mm, you didn't really. Forward them to yourself as well, the emails, like to your personal email, if they can erase your emails. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It just sucks. I mean, we don't, there's that, look and see if there's any free legal options to get a consult in your area, employment law stuff. Like or just, just Google see around. what the options Go are. On, yeah. On do websites, just see. Yeah. Oof, because there's, I mean, at the end of the day, so yeah, up. you could say, no, I'm not paying this back and you could lose your job. And is it worth it over this paying back she $20 has, a month? She not has no right control. Now, no. They'll garnish her right. wages with like a sprig of parsley. You won't be in accounting. They'll just do it. Like that's what big companies do. That's what all companies do. They're like, we'll just debit from your account and you'll never find our department because we're on the billionth floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ooh. just so heartbreaking though. I just hate it. Like that, just that subject line. I was like, no. <sighs> Try to put food so on good my luck. for Christmas and they're like, fucking you. Bullshit. So stingy lately. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. 
When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Well, we have another another question in the same vein. The you are just trying should... to turn this into business litigation court with Judge Emily. I don't have a real job. I just have an attitude. And people ask me, and I'm like, here's what I would do if I were a comic working in accounting. <laughs> with no corporate responsibility. But okay, listen to this subject line. Should my parents charge for dish soap? Hi, AIA crew. I've been binging the pod backwards for about four months now, full on obsession. What are the odds that I listen to the latest episode, definitely name the dog mushroom, and baby <laughs> I NFT the same day? Eliza's bottom in the new one is her dad's toilet explosion. Oof. And in the baby I NFT episode, she's talking about courtesy flushes and says, who's like, let me collect as much noxious gas as I can? Absolutely lost it to my <laughs> question. I, li- I like that some themes are permanent in our show. I, Toilets. I think I talk about it too much. <laughs> and I don't consider myself like one of those TMI people, but... Even today, I was like, I'm just trying to poop. So maybe after the baby comes, they'll be, it'll be better. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a baby boy, you won't talk about poops and farts anymore. <laughs> That'll be a change. Farts are okay because they're always funny. They are. Oh my God, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Context. My younger sister, Kay, is 30, married, and has three kids under six. Oof. She moved back in with my parents two different times for extended periods, more than a year, since getting married in 2015, basically for the same reason both times, complete failure to consider future consequences. The inciting incident. Kay's six-pet home got fleas that she couldn't get rid of. So she flea bombs the house and stays with our parents while our house aired out. What was a week turned into three weeks due to nuke-proof fleas, and our mom eventually forced Kay back into her own house. As Kay is leaving, our mom asks her for money to cover the dish soap, hot water, electricity, and laundry soap that my sister's family had used in the last three weeks. The only money Kay has to her name is the $50 I just gave her for her birthday, so she offers that and mom accepts. I hear about it from Kay and send my mom $50 to cover the dish soap charge so my sister could have one nice thing for her birthday. Mom texts me upset that I would do that. I try to respond kindly that I think she's being petty. Mom is now furious. Dad called scolding me and canceled their plans to drive to see my new house. 
That was August cool. of 2022, and I haven't spoken to them since. Whoa. Despite their monthly casual text. Think, hope you had a good day today. My question. Ooh. Was I wrong to call it like I see it? Mom had previously done the same thing to both her sisters when they stayed with her following my grandpa's death. I thought it was petty then and didn't say anything, but this time I felt like it was within my scope to not only correct the pettiness, but say something. Am I wrong for thinking my mom should just help my sister because she's our daughter? Am I wrong for thinking her depression-era dish soap tax is unreasonable and trying to inform her? Further context... Kay bought all the groceries and made everyone in the house dinner every night. Oh. So it wasn't like she wasn't pulling her weight. Thank you for your funny, blunt, and thoughtful responses to your questions. AI has quickly become my safety podcast. Oh, really? And I'm so glad I found it. I love listening to it evolve over the what years. Does that mean? So my favorite parts are the kickets and the improv questions to Emily at the end. Much love to all the babies. Oh, yeah. We can't we can't stop doing that. I gotta have a better uh ending you keep trying to come up with a new catchy ending what's a safety podcast when i think like you just i have podcasts that i've listened to the episodes 80 times okay. like it's just what i put on it for in the background all the time okay this is the only podcast i listen to and i listen to it for quality assurance here's what's tough about this like trying to think about what my mom would say um your sister as you said like doesn't think about consequences she's married i doesn't seem like it. It sounds like... Uh, look, da, da, look. Da, da. Uh, she is, but I don't know where this man is. Yeah, where's the man? But let's say he's out of the picture. Or woman. No, it has to be... Or Emily, women don't get married to each other. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Your mother is... This is something in your mother. Maybe she grew up poor. Maybe she always feels taken advantage of. So this is her way of retaining control. And I bet she, if she zoomed out, she probably didn't consider that Kay made that dinner. You know, like she probably isn't considering that. And this is her way of trying to teach a lesson. Your mom may not have a lot of money and she might be like, listen, my hotel, my hotel, my house is not a hotel. If your sister really did pull her weight, but by the way, buying groceries and making dinner and your whole family is staying at the house and using the water and the electricity, I, I just, I, they're both wrong and they're both right. I think the issue here is, Oof. I think it would be one thing if at the beginning she goes, look, you can stay here for every week you stay here, it's X amount of dollars. But I think the problem comes breaking it down into a dish soap and laundry detergent fee. That's where it feels petty. And like, I think it's really just the framing of it. I think it's it's tough too, because those are, first of all, she got off easy. Those are inexpensive things. They are right. things that are being used more than they would if her whole family wasn't there. Like I do one load of laundry every like two weeks, you know? Right. Your, your mom is annoyed at your sister and your sister also took advantage. If you're going on a road trip and someone's like, can you kick in for gas? You'd be like, yeah. But if they're like, uh, I need money for the wear and tear on my seatbelt. You right, did a big right. part and I'm going to need to get it <laughs> deodorized. Like I need to buy a new pine tree for the window. To reupholster my like, car. okay. Right. Like, but if you had just said, hey, I need money for gas, I think it just, it's the framing of it that makes it feel transactional or, and not like, no, you're a not favor. wrong. Or is this not the first time your sister, because I felt like there was something at the beginning that makes it like your sister just kind of always she stayed there before. Stayed there before. And mom did this to her sister. So it's like, did mom do this to her last time? Which, in which case, your sister should know, like, mom's going to charge me for soap. But why don't you down like why is she down her last fifty dollars? What's going on? Yeah, That's a problem. And also like 
it seems like this might be the kind of woman that like has a pattern of this. We get a lot of questions where like the sister just kind of doesn't take responsibility and it becomes on the parents. Your mom might be tired. Your mom is probably reacting to this from a lifetime of feeling take, <laughs> taken advantage of. What's disturbing is nothing wrong with you calling it like you see it. It's $50 we're talking about. Either way, and that's enough for your mom to not call you. Pick up the phone. Pick up the fucking phone. Okay, here we are two, uh, a year and a half later. Call your mom and be like, can we at least air this out? Tell me what you're thinking. Because that's the piece that is readily available that you're missing. Get your mom to explain it. And she might be like, I'm tired of it. Your sister always asked me for money. Everybody, I mean, look, when I moved to LA and like I had my own condo, everybody stayed with me and nobody was that grateful. Everybody just sort of expected I would help and it makes you feel shitty when you, like people stayed for free, relatives stayed and it's just like, oh, Eliza has a house, Eliza has a condo. And there is like a noblesse oblige to all this, but just because you have something doesn't mean it feels good when people expect it. And so that might be how your mom feels. Like this is my daughter, I raised her. She's grown enough to have three children and six pets. That's also like that right there shows you this girl is just like no accountability. Six pets. It's not right. like the kid's 12 and he wants a dog. These kids are under six. They don't fucking know what's going on. That's ridiculous. Your sister sounds yeah. annoying. Also, yeah. I had something nice on my birthday. It's no, there's no more nice birthdays. You're a mother now. I'm saying this as a woman who may have to have her son on her birthday, which is weird to say my son. People are like, is he going to have your birthday? I'm like, he can have it. I've used it. We don't need, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Call your mom and get some clarity because you don't know where she's coming from. And by the way, you don't know if her sisters were annoying. It's one thing to visit. It's another thing to stay. And at a certain point, it's like, hey, can you chip in for something? And that's not even a big thing to ask for. And because it isn't, it seems petty. So what should she ask for? That you pay for gas? Right. Like she's asking for these small things like utilities, these are things that do add up, but like dish soap could be 98 cents a box, right? I also wonder if it's a tax to be like, don't come here again. Like, because what she's mad about is that the sister wound up paying it for, or the, the question asker wound up paying it for the sister. And she's like, no, it's not about me getting the $50. It's about it's your about sister about your learning sister. a lesson. That's right. Right. You guys probably always bail your sister out. What doesn't need to suffer is your relationship with your mom. And the fact that she sends you those dumb texts is her being like, I still... Love you and I need, I yeah. can't give up the way that I feel. Call her and be like, I want to hear what you think. It's insane that she yeah. hasn't talked to you for this long, but give her that. And if she's like, I don't want to talk to you and be like, oh, you're both insane. Have fun exchanging $50 back and forth forever. Yeah. Yeah. Call your mother. <laughs> All right. We have a question kind of related to your, your holiday card discussion in the same vein. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and crew. I've written in before and you've never steered me wrong. Your wisdom and candor are always so refreshing. I thought you were going to say, Here's and you've never talked to me and you've never acknowledged me. You've never written <laughs> I back. actually, when I first read it, I was like, ooh. Never. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> My boyfriend, 40 male and I, 38 female. So they wanted this answered before Christmas. It's not getting answered before Christmas, but I still think it's interesting. My boyfriend, okay. 40 male and I, 38 female, have been going to my dad's Christmas dinner for the past several years. One relative who will be there has appointed herself the family photographer. 
I can make my peace smiling for one posed group photo with the entire family, but this person walks around all day sticking her giant smartphone in people's faces, and she also takes candids, often unflattering, and videos without permission. All this content gets dumped onto her Facebook to drum up likes and compliments from her boomer friends. If it's not already obvious, I do not have a close relationship with this relative. She's full-on MAGA, and I unfriended her on Facebook years ago because she regularly posts nasty, hateful political rhetoric. I don't want to be featured on her social media at all, especially not with a mouthful of cheese and crackers or while bending over to take a tray of asparagus out of the oven. Here's the question. How can I decline or avoid having my picture taken by this person? I don't want to be rude, but put up with it for years and I'm so over it. What would you say if you were me wishing happiest holidays to you and your family, Kelly? Okay, so I know this is holiday, but I think it ties into the fact that we are all now always online. People just take photos and post them. The number of times people just post photos of other people. And I keep reading all these stories of people who like, they post someone else's baby photo before they do. They post the wedding photo before they do. And it's just like, accept it. Like, what can you say to be like, I don't want to be part of your social media. It makes you look like you have a bigger head than you do to be like, I don't want to be on there. For sure. And she's like, I wasn't going to. And it's also tough because she's the group photographer. So like you might be in the background. This comes down to who are you more interested in making comfortable, you or her? Regardless, I wonder if she was politically aligned with you, if you would mind as much. She's not going to get that many likes. It's not like a public thing where like billions of people are watching. You're sort of adding that part in. Um, It's not like you're going to end up on some like January 6th appreciation post or something. Some people don't like their picture taken. And I will tell you just from being out in Hollywood, I do it all the time. It's not, you don't want to be in the background of someone's picture. If I'm on a red carpet, I don't want to be in the background of someone's interview. You always want to be the main character. I cover my face all the time. This isn't like, oh, I'm so famous. It's just more like, I don't want to be a part of whatever the fuck this is. There's nothing wrong with saying it. And there's nothing wrong with walking up to her and, and just being like, hey, I don't want to be in any pictures. Like, I'm just not feeling it this year. And then she'll be like, well, why not? And then anytime she takes a picture, you could just turn your head. You just turn your head. That's it. Not into it. I don't want to post. I- I'm okay. I'm good. One family picture. Okay, this is your family. Like, you're going to have to just get over it. You don't like her politics. So you don't want to be on her Facebook page because you don't want to be associated with it. It isn't a big deal. I I really think she snaps one or two pictures. You can always untag yourself, report it, whatever. It's probably blurry, not great. You don't want an ugly picture. It's unclear your motivation. Is it that you don't want to look ugly or you're just a regular civilian that doesn't want their image out there without your consent? All of these things are okay. It doesn't really matter. Turn your head. I'm good. I don't want any pictures. Be like, it's too many. I'm just trying to be with my family. I'm trying to post less, so I'm trying to be online less. And, and beyond that, it doesn't matter what she says. Be like, that's just what I said. That's just how I feel. Thank you. No, thank you. If you want to do a family picture at the end, great. But like, I'm not into the candid thing. And if it offends her, great. Then she definitely won't want to take your picture. But I would like to know what happened. But that goes for anything. It's up there with, like, we all just sort of automatically, it's like how people automatically, like, tap their nails on stuff. Like, there are things that have become perfunctory. Like, let's take a picture, like, when you take a group pic and they're like, now a silly one. Who wants that? Who is posting that like this was great? How we all stuck our tongues out. Cool. I hate when people are like, now a crazy one. It's crazy. 
But there's also a trend for like older people now still use Facebook, et cetera, and they post these albums that live forever, whereas younger people are posting stories, things that last 24 hours, things that go away, things that get pushed down. No, nothing ever goes away. But I I think it's just such a different attitudes towards pictures at this point as well, that it's like it's always going to be a clash and it's always uncomfortable, even not at the holidays. Surprised. What standing up for yourself gets you. You do it. She'll be like, okay, no problem. You know, but it comes down to, are you just going to let her do that? If you want your rights, you have to fight for them. That's it. No matter how small. Yeah. I mean, if anything, being a MAGA person, she should totally be on board with like the government taking your identity and using your likeness to buy adrenochrome missiles in Russia. Like, (laughs) Send her that Facebook post that'll go around where someone's like, I do not consent to Facebook or anyone using my images. Post this if you don't consent. If you don't post this, they will steal your image and sell it to the Russians. It's like, and people are posting it like, I I don't really believe this, but just in case. Yeah, just, just, okay. Just, that's what you gotta do. I'm taking a social media break. I don't want to be in them. You want to take a picture at the end? Let me know, but I don't, I'm not down with the camera thing. And then when she passes out later from like too much rum cake, take her phone, unlock it with her face, delete all of them. Or take a picture of her. Post on your social media. Like this bitch. See you at the polls. Every time she comes over with her phone, you pull up your phone and start recording her like it's the police. Too much effort. (laughs) Or just, yeah. All right. Else what you did. Should should my brother's future ex-wife still be in my wedding? Oh, hello. Help me. Eliza, my friend and I found you in college for freezing hot and I've been hooked ever since. I've listened to every podcast episode. And as I also grew up in North Dallas, I love the episodes with your dad. Your banter with Emily is my favorite and DPP kept me going in NYC during the pandemic. I use the cookbook all the time. Thank you. This is great. Thanks for writing in. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I am a 28 female with a master's degree in statistics. Oh, that's hard. Marrying my 30 male fiance, anesthesiologist, next summer. My brother, 29 male, and his wife, 30 female, have been together for 10 years, married for four. Okay. In the last few months, their marriage took a turn for the worst. Bad behavior by my brother was the catalyst, but their relationship always had struggles. I've been close with his wife for a while, and as such, she has consistently come to me when they were having issues. Also, since we are so close, I asked her to be a bridesmaid back in August before the marriage meltdown. She even came with me to get my dress. Now it seems like they are planning to get a divorce. Do I keep her in the wedding? We are close, but I feel like it will be awkward if she is there, but she is also the kind of person who would be there for me no matter her own feelings. I already had to delicately tell her she won't be doing my hair. I channeled your advice from other questions because they were on the rocks, and that conversation went okay. She's a very talented stylist and has done my hair for years. I love you all. Sorry if that was too long. Best A. No, that was a great length A. Um, Thank you. No, that was fine. Especially all the stuff up top where I got compliments. Listen, (laughs) you haven't spoken to your brother or her. Your brother's the reason, the ultimate reason they're getting the divorce. Your brother probably is okay with her being there. I I don't know why Uh, I'm not getting an angry vibe from your brother. If the roles were reversed and it was a woman... It was your sister was cheated on. I could see her being like, I don't want him fucking there. Something tells me your brother will be amenable to this. But 
this is not about him. This is about you. Yeah. Do you want her there? I think you do. I think you would like to have her there because she's your sister-in-law. And she may not stop being that just because they get a divorce. Like it is possible that she's a lovely person and he'll get remarried and that'll kind of fade away. It's okay if you say, my brother's uncomfortable with this. I would love to have you there, but maybe not as a bridesmaid. She'll have to get over it. If she really loves you, she'll be amenable to that. It's a little weird that she still wants to go, but what do you want? And is what you want contingent upon what he, upon what he wants? Could you take it or leave it either way? And if that's the case, you don't need her there. What do you want? She sounds like you're saying that like that you know that she will be there for you no matter what. She sounds like a good friend. Yeah. Like putting aside the but and you already asked her to not be your stylist. Can I also just shed some light on this real quick? Yeah. I don't know what kind of wedding you got planned, but. A bridesmaid is either a complete accessory and useless or they're busy helping and you're all doing your own thing. Ultimately, it will not matter. You're right. going to take the pictures. You're going to be dancing with your new husband. Like you're not even going to think about her. Okay. I didn't even see most of my bridesmaids. I shouldn't have had them. I'm just saying you like her. She's done nothing wrong. It doesn't take away from your day if you're the kind of bride that has like all of your girlfriends there that day and you're getting ready together because you still like her. And then what? She stands quietly next to you, uh, you know, and, you're, and you guys get married. Like, and she was a part of your family and you do like her. Yeah. Put, put her at the end of the row yeah. in the ceremony and take some family pictures that she's not included in just in case they do, things go south or your brother wants to display one of the pictures of the family, you know. But I think she can still be included and really not have that much of an issue. It's not I a just, big deal. I think you'll miss her. It sounds like you would miss her not being there. And if your brother is a shithead down the line and dates another girl, then and then you're just like, oh, I wish I'd had that girl at my wedding. But also, like, they were together for 10 years and you always liked her. So yeah. there is something there. There is a relationship there. Look, I have to be honest. Weddings, babies, the amount of ceremony, and these are all your first time things, but like people have babies and there's all these certain milestone pictures you have to take and all these things you think you're going to keep. And then your baby is two years old and you're like, oh, I don't care about any of that stuff. Your wedding, you're not looking back at those wedding pictures all day, every day. So she's in a couple pictures in an album. You won't be able to see this now because you haven't gotten married yet, but I promise you it is not a big deal. It's not like she's your efficient or the only bridesmaid you have or something. Let her be in it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think your brother cares. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Longtime listener and big fan. I have a workplace doozy that I would like your advice on. They know if they use the word doozy, I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. I've been working at this amazing company for the past three months. And I am having the best time. It's an all-girls team. The manager is one of the best people I know, and I love my work. There was another girl who started three weeks before me and is the single most insufferable and incompetent person I know. Let's call her Kay. She's a fully formed adult woman of 33 years and the best way I'd describe her would be bubbly. An adult woman, 33, bubbly. Imagine it in the most annoying way possible times 10. She is so unaware of herself and is trying to create an image of an, ooh, I'm just being cute, hee hee, that is incredibly annoying to witness. And since I'm the only ethnic person in my team full of white people, and I'm the only one that has worked with her type before, 
This is extremely irritating because everyone else thinks she's adorable, so sweet, and full of energy. Please see exhibits A, B, and C of our group chat at work, which just displays her behavior IRL. Read them. Okay. Also, thank you for being ethnic and listening to my podcast. <laughs> I love it. What? But wait, what kind of ethnic? Are you like half Greek? Like, is it, are you black? That'd be great. <laughs> For the show. Are you, Let's are see. you Muslim? Are you Latina? Like, what, what are we talking here? How many points do we get for you listening to the podcast? What kind of rebate can I get? <laughs> More, so someone says, morning, lovely people, sick of the rain. And someone else says, morning, not at all. I think I love your beautiful country too much to be sick if it's anything. I'm en route, enjoying the wild ride that is this weather. Hot today, cold tomorrow, hot now. Now let it rain. Let it thunder. All these people the sound sky... awful. Is that her? <laughs> but this is all one person. Let this the is sky not, but this speak. is not her? This is not this the is bubbly the, girl? Uh, the bubbly girl. Oh, this is, this okay. is bubbly girl. Let it thunder. Let the sky gods be raging. Poppin'? Oh, look, it's time for the beach. Never a dull week. I quite enjoy the deep and low ominous boom during thunder. It sounds just like the scene from Jurassic Park when the car is stopping for the T-Rex pen and the pouring rain, that slow boom, boom of the T-Rex approaching. Is she and then on, someone is she else on says, cocaine? Gosh, come on, five o'clock. And she says, Oh, sign out if you aren't up for it. Enjoy your break. You deserve it. Okay, this is another random burst for me. But I am flying home after two weeks. Thank you, blank. I am so happy I get to see my mom. I'm a complete mama's girl, and I can't wait to hug her and do everything with her. My sister and my dog and my dad will try hard not to bombard you guys with photos, but we'll miss all of you. I mean, this just sounds like a bit. She's 33. She sounds young. No, I am an imposter. It's blank. I couldn't have one this time because then I'll be awake the whole night and not be able to function tomorrow and then they'll fire right. It's just unhinged. It's just, it's talking, talking, talking yeah. to talk and fill sound. So so our question asker says, I have examples of what led up to this rage of annoyance inside me and states how she lacks any form of professional demeanor. For the record, I am 26 and I've been in the workforce for four years. Ooh, that could, she's 26, this girl's 33, like, me, 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 me. So then there's just a lot of complaints about how she claims that she worked in a similar role for seven years, but doesn't know basic functions a computer can perform, like snipping tool or Excel or Word. Every time I speak to anyone in her vicinity, she interrupts or says the same thing I just said. Okay, so here's if I what ask, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I just, well, so I, if I, I ask, how was your meeting? Yeah. She'll go, oh yeah, how was your meeting? Yep. She's a serial ass kisser. Yep. We're a project-based team, organize a huge event for the client, and she got so drunk at the event, she needed two people to stand. Oh, and did I mention she's adopted a fake accent, which switches according to the person she's speaking with? This can't be your last okay, set so, sentence. So, Please advise how I can handle her with some class. I've gotten good at ignoring, but would like to humble her and instill the fear of God slash judgment into this woman so I don't puke in my mouth every time she speaks. Yours lovingly, B. Okay, first of all, even she said the word imposter. We had a mm. similar question, and I can't remember if it's like an amalgamation of two questions, but this person is giving off all the vibes of an imposter, of someone who actually isn't qualified for the job. And you, the fact that you're, now by the way, ethnic could be, and you could be ethnically Swedish, but you're saying you're darker. So you have a drop of contempt in your heart for this white woman who... That's just skating on by. Well, that's that's how you feel. And that's, that's okay if you feel that way. Uh, so there's that. I don't know that you would feel differently if she were the same color as you because she sounds really annoying. 
Nobody wants to, and by the way, don't mention the ethnic thing to anyone but us because that actually takes away from your argument because this isn't about background. This is about the fact that this girl actually doesn't know how to do her job. And you're younger. it's just annoying. It's annoying. The texts are completely inappropriate. Uh, Those don't sound like work thread texts. Can you opt out of that? It looks like it might be a work like channel where she's just chatting with her coworkers. But yeah, you don't have to reply. Um, if you really want to put the fear of God in her now, of course, a healthy person would say, oh, you're putting too much energy into this. This girl will not be at your company in a year because this girl actually doesn't know how to do her job or she's bad at it. What you would like to do is get her assigned something and see her eat shit and get fired. Okay. The fact that she offers so much context, the fact that she's making up for her lack of her for her ineptness by being bubbly. She's like, I'll just have a great attitude. She's like the team manager. Right. Right. Something's missing here. So what I would do if I were you, you don't want to spend your time doing this, but I would look for the fact that she's annoying is irrelevant because what if she is good at her job? You just find her annoying and that is work. I would actually look for places in her performance where she has not, where she has not done her job. She can't use the cut tool. She can't use the whatever tool. I mean, that's fine. Maybe she can use something else. You want to make sure she's actually not doing her work because what you would hate to do is bring up all these things and they're like, I don't know, Julie Hans are working on time. She's always, you know, maybe people, I'm sure there are other people that feel the same way as you, but you don't want to be the one ethnic girl charging this girl with something that she actually hasn't done wrong. So I would find receipts. I would find times where your group uh, it's not even about being ethnic, but you don't, I mean, you brought it up. So I'm like, this obviously is like rattling, rolling around in your head. Be litigious about it, especially as someone younger. You're annoyed. You're like, hey, I'm younger and I know how to fucking act. Where are yeah. the times in the group assignment where she didn't come in on time, where she didn't hand in her whatever on time, you know? And if it's, if it's actually, it's tough because it's like, is this actually slowing your performance down or is she just insufferable? Because it sounds like you might just have to get really good at ignoring or you can like lead a charge against her. But it sounds like she is just like a grifter. When you want to strike the fear of God into her, you, you're not her manager. You yeah. can't. Like it, 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 you can't do anything. I mean, and also it's because you already don't like her that everything she does is going to annoy you. I have this. Sometimes our the CEO of my company will send out like an all company email like, oh, you guys get to actually leave early such and such day. And people will reply all like, thank you so much. This is why I love working here. You're so generous. And when certain people do it, I like, I'm like, oh, ass kisser. And then when people I like do it, I just ignore it. I'm like, all right, whatever. But you're looking to be annoyed by her. You don't have any standing to to put the fear of God into her. You'll just look insane if you're on the same level as her and you're like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? Also, make sure you have friends on this team. Because I promise you, as someone who is annoyed by almost everyone, you will be standing there with your dick in your hand when you do snap. And all the other girls are like, what are you talking about, B? Like, we like her just fine. Make sure you have real allies and don't say anything about her because it will very Mm. quickly become like you have an issue. You just don't like her personality. Ask yourself, is she doing her job well or do I just not like her? Yeah. If she isn't doing her job well, these are things you can start Does to document. Does it affect you? Because, it's a, because by the way, she's just like loving her life as this grifter. You see her for what she realizes, but it's bothering you. Yeah. And I know that feeling. Yeah. 
trust me, I know what it's like to be the only one bothered by something that everyone should be bothered by. And you're like, you guys are all just fucking sheep. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm ethnic too. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying. You are. Sure. As of late. Yes. So <laughs> I'm just saying, Congrats. make sure you have some allies, but do not be the one bad mouthing her. I'm not saying you did it. And if you really, you know, at a meeting, if she was supposed to hand in something you didn't, just be like, hey, you know, and you don't have to be trying to make her look bad. You can just be like, oh, well, this was due yesterday. Do you have that paper? And then just let her flail. But you don't have to hold space for her. This is an instance where you have to do work on yourself, unfortunately. Like, you can't control her. You have to control how you react to her. Like, it sucks, but that's where we're at right now. Now, it could escalate and she could get worse, but... This is on you right now. I had a friend growing up who was ethnic, whatever, half black, half Mexican. And I, she was always very blunt. And I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about all the times she would, not at me, but like roll her eyes at someone or just be like, Ugh. I do think there is like a degree of fed upness when you are yeah. not white with white girls or white people. Like, hey, God, like, hey, we're all bonding. We're all posting. Cool. Yeah. So, this is obviously, again, you mentioned it. Like this is, you've seen this before and you're annoyed as you should be. Well, it's how I feel about like a man that's coasting and not doing their job. Like you're more annoyed. You're like, you are just getting away with this and but, I'm sitting here doing twice the work and I'm furious. Yeah, but you will look bad if you bring it up and everyone's like, what are you talking about? She's a delight. Yep. And they may buy that shit for a while and then you'll get the deliciousness of like when she does like defraud the company being like, I told you. Um, right. But just be careful with yourself. Yeah. Keep on. You're doing great. You're doing a good job. You're younger. You're doing just as well. Keep it up. I mean, look, I was on, I filmed a project one time and one of the, one of the co-stars in it was so annoying. I'm not going to say anything about it. This person, I'm not going to say it was a guy or a girl or anything. This person was actually just like this girl. Yeah. So loquacious and overly bubbly and non-stop to the point that it made me icy because I was like, I can't look up for my script because this person will talk to me. And I said nothing because I wasn't the star of it. And I was like, this isn't my, you know, and I was like, whatever. And like one right. day, because I can never not say anything, something slipped and I said it to one of the stars and they were like, oh, are you talking about so-and-so? Yeah. And then it became this like delicious secret and then like slowly I slipped out again to the other co-star who was like, yeah, I can't with that. No one was ever mean, but this person was so insecure and unaware. And it was coming from a good place. Like they were happy to be there. You know, they weren't bad, whatever. But I yeah. know that feeling where you're just like, shut, shut up. Right. Like I'm a comic actually, and I'm annoyed by this. Yeah. If you list what they're doing, it's like being friendly, you look insane, but it's annoying. Yeah. I will, I'll tell you after the podcast who it was. I feel like I can get, I'm going to guess okay. after the podcast and we'll see if I'm You're right. You're like, you've only been in three things. It's not hard to guess. Okay. Next question. <laughs> you know what? There's this game called Movie Grid, um, moviegrid.io. And it's like, you you have to pick and I, some of your movies have gotten me a lot of points because I'm like, oh, an Octavia Spencer movie. Boom. There you, uh, you win. You win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. No. Can I say something? Yeah. Before you, yeah. I think we should do another question. I think we should make this a fat, juicy New Year's episode. Okay. Yeah. If you have time. I do That's have time. time. Okay. All right. 
We're going to give it to you fat and juicy. We're going to give you a plump episode here at the top of the new year to send you off right. You know, people are listening to this, going back to work. They're on the treadmill. We're going to give you something nice and juicy. What? That we have to go back to work. Ugh. Yeah. Straight talk request from a somewhat twisted singer. Hey, Eliza and Emily. I love your podcast. Your empathetic yet practical advice is a breath of fresh air. My situation is complicated, so I'll dive right in. Okay. I am a single, 60-year-old female singer-songwriter with no kids. I've sung my whole life, but only to myself until fairly recently. I had crippling stage fright for 30 years after suffering a full-blown panic attack on stage while singing lead in a band during a high school talent show. Finally, at age 47, I got the guts to sing in public. I auditioned to be a backup singer for a local musician. He hired me, and I sang with him for over a year. At age 50, I wrote my first song. Many songs followed, hundreds of them. Most of my songs are humorous and incorporate clever wordplay. My songs are unique, but not by design. That's simply how they come out. I played open mics for a year to build up my confidence to sing my own songs in public and then started booking gigs. I've played several highly coveted rooms in town and I'm extremely fortunate that some of my local musical heroes are fans of my work. All of this is a fucking miracle given my age as well as other circumstances beyond my control. Here's the deal. Prior to songwriting and performing, I wrote plays and poetry and had a 20 plus career year career as a technical writer that was cut short by a worsening of a condition called dystonia, an incurable neuromuscular condition that causes muscle spasms resulting in painful torsion or twisting and occasional loss of control of my limbs. It's made full-time desk work impossible, so I left my day job. Somehow I found the courage to perform in spite of all of this. Singing my twisted songs and providing a source of laughter for an audience fills my heart with so much joy. In 2019, I had a wake brain surgery to address the symptoms of my dystonia. Electrodes were implanted in my brain. I was awake so the surgeon could test the placement of the electrodes for electrical currents. Then I had a medical device implanted in my gut that was later fed electricity to great effect. Surgery was a huge success. Although still disabled, I'm no longer as twisted or in constant pain. An unexpected side effect because my frame is more centered, my voice is stronger than ever. My question, and I do have one, For the past three years, I've collected disability because of my dystonia. That covers my basic bills. Many of my friends are full-time musicians who have to hustle their asses off to make ends meet. I've used this financial cushion as an excuse for not booking more gigs. For the past few years, it's been rare I play shows aside from my monthly residency at a local deli. I am extremely hard on myself in spite of having overcome so much. I'm terribly self-conscious about my appearance. I let comparisons to younger, more accomplished musicians steal my joy. And I too often equate myself to a female version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm incredibly supportive of my fellow musicians going to their shows, taking around the tip jar. They have no idea how I torment myself. I want to share my music with a wider audience, maybe even do a mini tour of Texas, but my self-consciousness keeps getting in the way. I'm in therapy, by the way. I have been for years. We've touched on this topic, but are focused on other issues at the moment. Would you offer me a straight shooting pep talk to light a fire under my tuchus so that I will set this bullshit aside and focus on booking more gigs in 2024? Thank you so much, Kate. Uh, Lyle Lovett was really ugly, and he married Julia Roberts. <laughs> Music is one, music and comedy are one of the only jobs 
that people who look anything other than perfect can do and people want to hear your talent and then maybe even find you attractive. So what would break your heart is if another hunchback started writing her songs and telling her story. I mean, there are comics who have epilepsy and Josh Blue from Last Comic Standing had uh, cerebral palsy. You know, I'm not... People have their issues and art is the safe place for them. I don't know what you look like. I don't know what it feels to be like you. We all have insecurities. I can't imagine what you've been through. But just the fact, because as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh, wow, I have nothing to offer this woman. We're nothing alike. And then you said, I compare myself to other artists. And I was like, there you are. That's because you're a real artist. You're a struggling artist, just like we all are. Everybody does it. And because of that, it is because you compare that means you have some fight in you. If you didn't, if you're like, and I'm just happy to support my friends and do whatever, I don't understand artists like that. Like, it's great to be content, but you should always be like looking to level up. You want more. You do. You're talking about all these things that you want to do. The rest of it is irrelevant, whether you have the cushion or not. There are artists who have money from their parents, so they don't have to get a job, so they can focus on art. Who cares where your disability money comes from or if you have a job or if you don't? Your pain and your struggle is was given to you for whatever cosmic reason, but the good part about all of it is that you get to make art from it and it is yours to do with what you want. You're 60 years old. It's enough already. What is someone going to possibly say to you that you haven't heard before? And by the way, no one is. And the second- no one gives it's, shit. No one gives a shit. And I'll tell you what, the second you, if your songs are as good as you say they are, people will immediately go from like, oh, that's a strange looking person to, oh my God, I love that. People love an underdog. In fact, you don't want to be too famous because then what if you get Susan Boiled where just the whole discourse is just, God, that weird looking lady. Uh, But by the way, like, guess who's laughing now? Susan Boyle with millions of dollars and like a shot at fame. So it's not like you're trying to be a runway model. You're trying to make art and people, you will be surprised the amount of people who will sympathize, empathize. Oh my God, my mom had dystonia. Oh, I dealt with this. Oh, I had that surgery. I think you're so brave. Please don't say the thing where like, I'm getting into it to inspire others. It's okay to be a selfish artist, especially at 60. And it sounds like you have a lot of confidence in your actual art. Like you write your own songs, you know you're good. Your your problems are coming from actually getting on stage, but you've also been working on that. So it's like you have all the pieces. You're not worried about any of it. Just go perform. You've opened, you've performed, you've backed up for local musicians. Musicians you like are fans of you. Everything is fine. going for you. You could or, not be more set up for success. Or they're not, and they're just being nice to you. But, well- They're going to come to your show to be nice. So go do a show. Go do it. By the way, if not you, it will be someone else. People never forget, even if you are secretly bad, people with less talent are getting up and getting their flowers. Yeah. So I can't unburden you of like the lifetime of, of difficulty that you've dealt with and insecurities and things that people have said to you. And those will always rattle around. 
But the people that said those things to you and the things that you've been through, they don't care what you're doing now. Somebody called you ugly when you were 22. What the fuck? Who's that person? Are you going to not live the rest of your life so that like some toll booth worker in Duluth ends up being right? Who cares? Who cares? They don't care. They're not invested in your outcome. Unless people at your deli are there like throwing up their sandwiches the minute you start singing, like get going. Yeah. Talent speaks for itself. You know, I, I hear a lot of people that have all these excuses about why they can't get ahead. And it's like, do the fucking work. And maybe you have it, maybe you don't, but wouldn't you like to know? And by the way, even if you're not that good, like you still enjoy all of this. And maybe you don't like performing. Maybe it is a pie in the sky dream. Maybe you do have crippling stage fright. That's okay too. Record your songs and put them on Spotify or or whatever. There you go. So just know that nobody who criticizes you actually cares whether you continue on or not. And you are letting the words told to you when you were much younger, you're letting your life's actions be dictated by a younger version of yourself. You're 60. It's enough already. Top of the cuff. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Uh, I'll start with the bottom. Okay. My bottom of the cob is, I guess if I have to encapsulate it, lack sensitivity in part due to lack of context. And I'll explain that. When we were flying home from Sweden, from the tour, we had to fly American Airlines, which has just become in many ways emblematic of like what America once was. Like, it's just not a great airline. The last few times I've had to fly it, I've just been like, this is awful. And I bought business class seats for my whole family. And it was just mediocre. The lounge looked like an office conference room. And there was like no warmth. And the actual seats are kind of uncomfortable. The plane was really hot. And I posted about the lounge. I made like a liminal spaces back rooms video because it was such a cold, like it looked like we were celebrating Festivus. Like it was just like office depot chairs. Like it was just whatever. But I made a video kind of funny to like show that it did feel like a back rooms kind of thing. And somebody wrote to me, they were like, oh, it's really shitty that you're complaining about a lounge while some of us struggle to get by. No, it's not. No, it's not. And here's why. We are under this assumption in America that just because you have some money, if you don't get what you paid for, that somehow you're a spoiled brat. This isn't like I didn't like the interior of a free private jet. These were very expensive tickets. Not giving that. I mean, of course, it's more comfortable than coach, but like the lounge comes with it. I paid for this. Just like if you ordered Taco Bell and you got a burrito that was like half exploded, you would also complain. So this idea that because you tried to afford something nicer, which we all would like to do, and you paid for it with money that you earned with your own brain and sweat and tears, that somehow because it's not hovering above poverty level, you're not allowed to be annoyed. I didn't put them on blast. I didn't tag them as I am right now. I wasn't like, look, I don't like these chairs and this fruit isn't even fresh. I was making fun of the way the space looked because it was ice cold. Yeah. It's also like you're following a comedian. Like, leave me alone. 
So I just get- Well, the person that DM'd you had a phone and internet and everything. 100%. So like someone else should send them a letter that's handwritten that's like, I live in the dirt. You know who's having a shitty life? Uh, that kid that's mining that cobalt that's making your iPhone run. Okay? So in fucking in the Belgian Congo. And I find that that referendum is often placed on women, which is why we have this. And people are starting to talk about this and this bothers me because I've been talking about this for a while. But it's why we have this impetus that women always have to show that they're grateful. And I wrote back to him. I was like, I don't remember what I said, but it, it annoyed me that it was a man telling me not to complain. Men hate it when women aren't complacent. And there's ways to do it and there's ways to not. And there's ways to come off as bratty entitled and there's ways to not. But I find as a woman, if you ever have an issue, it's like, oh, he didn't call me a Karen, but you're being ungrateful. Who the fuck are you to determine what I should be grateful for? If we're putting it in the context of the world, none of us should be complaining because none of us are fucking hostages in Gaza. So it is about context. And I'm sorry, these tickets are, you're more and more, the consumer is paying for more and getting even less. And it's a shitty feeling. It was shitty to have an ugly lounge that we had to wait in. And it was, that I paid for. It's supposed to come with this ticket. And it was shitty to have like not great food and a hot cabin and seats that weren't like, not actually luxurious and their programming is awful. And I know it's like, hey, I can't even put gas in my car. But so what? So if you pay for something, you have to always be okay with it because somebody out there can't afford it. That's bullshit. Yeah. So that really bothered me because I always feel like as a woman, you're it's always a man checking you. Some of us can't afford to do. Okay, there are things I can't afford to do. But if somebody goes into Tiffany's to buy a diamond bracelet and the associate is rude to them, that's still not okay. Just because I'm not buying my diamonds there. Like, there's complaining and then there's just like making fun of and I did it in a funny way. And it just, it, it just irks me because men want women to not complain because they don't want you to even be in those spaces in the first place or have anything. It's not like my parents owned the airline and I was like, I didn't get a smile when I walked in. Let me know the next time you're pregnant with fucking bronchitis playing a different country every night and your body's like breaking. Let me know. Let me know when I'm allowed to be like, hey, I didn't love this experience. Yeah. Uh, Let me do the fan bottom because it's really good. Fan bottom. Yum. (laughs) Scene. Ravenously hungry at work. Eating a fantastic salad or similar, but... The bowl is too small for the amount of food. So oh, each time you push your fork yes. around to get that perfect bite of delicious salad combination, pieces fall out. Mm-hmm. Rage. Mm-hmm. That's all. Love all you and all you do. Kiss, kiss, and thank you. Now there are people Lost. who can't afford salads. They can't even afford to go to work. Well, this person's going to one-up you because they say, lost a baby last month and grateful for your candidness on the subject. Use my name, I-D-G-A-F. Like a miscarriage? I assume. Oh, I have another. So she's having a way worse time than the guy who messaged you. Yeah, there you go. See? (laughs) And I've had a bad salad and I've had a miscarriage. So now get like me. I have another. (laughs) I have double bottom, actually. Do you want me to go so you can then go? Yeah. Or do you want to go right now? I don't know what yours is going to be. My Sybil Shepard released DVD commentary and I couldn't access it. <laughs> I actually did do a I did do a report on Sybil Shepherd in high school. 
Uh, <laughs> what class? But no, ancient civilizations. Like, like what class is her that? Autobiography in English. Get out of here! This is what's wrong with American <laughs> education. It's too liberal. Go on. I uh, so my bottom of the gob is that my for over a year my toilets haven't really worked and my all my plumbing hasn't really worked. It finally got to the point where I had to do massive invasive repairs on my entire sewer line, which is my problem and not the city's. And uh, terrible, expensive, not fun. It's not even like yeah. a house repair where then you get to show it off. Like you're like, oh, I have a new bath. No, it's under the totally. ground. But the worst is like they had to dig up two, I have weirdly two driveways and a brick walkway. They had to dig all of that up. They had to dig up the yard to lay the new pipe down. Yeah. My whole yard is mud and they cannot do any landscaping or new driveway or anything until spring because of the temperature. So I have a mud yard. Mm. It looks horrible. It looks so bad. And on Christmas, it was Christmas, I was leaving to go to my parents' house. I slipped. It had been raining. I slipped <gasps> in the mud, oh, ate Christmas. it so hard on the concrete. Oh. Then I was trying to get back up into my house. Mud got in my underwear. It oh. went through my jeans. Are you sure it wasn't already there? Underwear. <laughs> I went back inside. My neighbor saw it. Oh, no. They those videos of people when they're yes. trying to walk on ice and they can't get anywhere. I was just in my driveway slot, trying to get back into my house. Oh, no. You're on a and ring camera somewhere. Like, like, you're on TikTok somewhere. The worst part is my ring camera cut out right before I hit the ground. So, That's so awful. I don't even, I can't even show how, but so then I was so panicked because I couldn't get back into my house that I like had a panic attack, got back into my house and threw up. And <laughs> threw up. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> and then I threw up. And that was on Christmas. I was just like, oh my God, I paid so much money for the sewer line. And now I'm yeah. like, like. And now my yard, every time I have to go outside, I'm scared. I've built, I've used pavers to like build a path down the driveway and it like should be okay now, but I'm so scared. I'm just like in my house, like Sigourney Weaver and Copycat. Like I can't eat it again in front of my neighbors. It was so horrible. That's awful. Is it inspiring you to do like real landscaping in the spring? I have to do real. Yeah. I mean, it, my my yard is mud. I'm going to have to do for real like, and my yard was shit before, but it was passable. Yeah. My neighbors are all really nosy and I know they're pissed about my yard and I want to no, be like, I mean, fuck off. I need to be able to use my toilet. Like no, they, they posted in the Facebook group about me having my trees cut down that I needed to have cut down to get at the pipes. And no. I was pissed. You're like, can I come take yeah. a dump at your house, Clara? Right. <laughs> Right. I love that you're going to so. get into landscaping because it's like Tyler Durden says in Fight Club, it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. My neighbor said to get some blueberry bushes. I was like, ooh, ooh all right. Wild poisonous yeah. blueberries. Love it. Yeah. Um, my, What's your second bottom? My double bottom was the worst moment. I mean, this tour was great and there were moments that were tough. Like when I rented a flat in London for a week and we get there and it smelled like cigarettes and we had to like flee in the night and I had to pay like, triple markup at a hotel that everybody thinks is nice, but is really just kind of mediocre tourist trash. Um, we went with our nanny, who is a different nanny than we have normally, um, who's wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. We went with our nanny and Sierra to get breakfast, get a cup of coffee, and Sierra was being a little fussy. So the nanny was like, I'll take her outside. I was like, okay, great. Like walk around with her. There's a playground. So like 15 minutes go by. And they're not back. And we're like, why didn't she come back? Like, we were going to have breakfast. We were having coffee. And I'm like, it's 15 minutes. Let's go. So we go outside 
And she, they're usually just walking up and down the street, like looking in windows and they're not there. And I'm like, okay, those are probably at the playground. So we go to the playground that's like down the street. This was in Cologne, Germany. And they're not there. And I'm like, that's not a problem. Fine. We'll just call. And I call the nanny and her phone rings in my backpack. <gasps> so now it's like 20 minutes and they're still not back. And I'm like, where is she? So Noah and I split up. And it goes from, I'm sure they're around here, to us circling the block, circling two blocks. And I am starting to think, I'm like, everything has to be okay. What if somebody like doesn't like that I'm Jewish? Because this is all like around, this is in the middle of December and as it still is, like all the Israeli Palestine, Israel Palestine stuff is really fraught. People are angry online. I just openly went to a synagogue. Like, what if, even though Germany is like pretty good about this stuff, like, what the fuck if somebody, like, you start thinking as a mother, like, some bellboy at this hotel saw me, even though I check in with a different name, followed us there. What if it has nothing to do with that? What if it's just they see, a nanny with a baby, a nanny who's older, and they just scoop them both up and put them in it. You know, what if we're the couple that goes to another country? And I thought about, this is awful, like Natalie Holloway and like they're her going with that boy and her parents being like, we're not leaving Aruba until we find her. And that like rich kid who murdered her just being like, you're never going to find her body. Like I'm in another country and I start panicking and every baby I see isn't her. And I am screaming her name at this point. I'm screaming the nanny's name. I'm screaming her name. I go back to the playground. I'm like, did you see a little girl in a purple coat? No. And I'm like, why weren't they at this playground ever? The playground that was next to the restaurant. I'm going into stores that I'm thinking maybe they walked into this yarn store and you're just grasping. I go back to the cafe. I'm like, did you see the little girl we came in with? They say no. And I'm starting to like, I'm like, oh my God, like this is how it happens. And, and I, I don't know if any other moms feel this way, but like my daughter to me is so perfect that I'm like, of course you don't get to keep her. Of course nobody gets to have something this perfect. Like in all of the, I call the tour manager, I call the hotel and it doesn't go through. Something with fucking international calls sometimes. Like, oh, you didn't dial plus eight to get out of network, then 61, then like, why doesn't it just connect? I have full data. Call my tour manager. I'm like, I need you to call the hotel. Please see if they're in the room. Now it's like 30 minutes. So it's even weirder that they haven't come back. And he calls me back. He goes, they're in the lobby. And I, in like this town square in Cologne, I just start bawling, hysterical crying. Yeah. Because it was the first time, and it probably won't be the last time, like I did not know where my child was. And I was so angry. And we walk back. And so in the back of your mind, you're like, it's got to be okay. But for so many parents, it isn't okay. We walk back. We had two hotel rooms, one for the nanny and the baby, and then one for us. And it was conjoined with a, with a door. And I took Sierra and I just took her in the room. And I was like, I cannot talk. I can't talk right now. And I was like, you have to talk to her. Because in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? In the end, the nanny who was great did the right thing. The nanny said... She goes, we came back to the coffee shop and you were gone. So like we missed each other. But because yeah. she didn't have her phone, she had no way to figure it out. So she goes, so I just took her back to the hotel because I couldn't find you guys. She goes, and right. when I went back to the coffee shop, I said to the woman there, if they come back, please tell them we went to the hotel. 
So either yeah. I checked in on that coffee shop right before she did that. So the woman didn't know or the woman was just being a fucking bitch and like didn't share that info. So the nanny did the correct thing. She couldn't find us. Right. So she walked the 20 minutes back to the hotel. And so, right. and she was crying and it, it was, it was good that I had the walk to like calm down. And so yeah. of course it became that like my tour manager got an air tag. He's like, let's put it in her bag. I was like, she's not a dog. We're not air tagging her. But the thing that also stuck with me when we first got to Spain with our nanny, she, we landed there and she goes, do you want my passport? I go, why would I want your passport? Like you're in charge of that. She travels with families that have so much money, like famous families. So they make her give them her passport because it's like, yeah, you could take my child and hold it for ransom somewhere. I was like, oh, I'm not that kind of famous. I was like, it would never, if we're bringing you, I trust you. Like I would never. Right. And there were all these. So then as I'm looking for Sierra, I'm thinking like, oh my God, if someone were to abduct your child, they would plant the seed that like, oh, do you want my passport? Oh, I'm just establishing this trust. <laughs> like going like full mafia. Yeah. She was telling me that like the family she works for, like she wouldn't sit with us when we would eat. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Come eat. She'd be like, no, no, this is your time. I'm like, no, eat, sit with us. This is so weird. She would confess right. that like sometimes she wouldn't eat so she wouldn't have to go to the bathroom so she could be with the kids. And I was like, if you need to take a dump or go pee, we don't care. I was like, we are so casual. Like, I pray I never have the kind of money where like I get weird and like don't let my staff go to the bathroom. Right. Anyways, it just stuck with me as a parent. I can't believe you started with the thing about the airline building and a DM. That was the scariest story. I I've forgot ever heard. about this story until just now. Until because <laughs> you blocked it out. But can I? Okay, and I'll give you my top of the cup, which is a okay. part of that. My top of the cup. So our nanny was, uh, is, continues to be from Guatemala. Um, obviously, she speaks Spanish and she is deeply spiritual. Like, has a master's in like divinity or something. Like, really studies the Bible to the point that I was like, I have to go to my show. Can you tell Sierra the story of Hanukkah so that when we get back, she'll know it? And she knew it. Like, came to synagogue with us. Just lovely. I decided to leave them in Spain and go to Ireland by myself because it was too much for Sierra, like right up top. So I flew by myself. So they had to fly from Spain to France or somewhere. They had to fly from Spain to somewhere without me. And because European airlines are wonky, crazy, whatever, because of the airline, they were going to miss the flight to connect. And it would have just been really hard to get the next flight, whatever. So they get to the gate to like security and the guy in Spanish is like, sorry, like you're not going to make the flight or like I can't let you through. And my nanny in Spanish, in like deeply Christian spiritual Spanish says to him, if you let us through, the Lord will give you a great blessing. And the guy didn't bat an eye. He picked up the phone and he held the plane Oh because she God. like connected with him on like a deeply Spanish Christian, like, you know, it's like a spiritual thing and it worked. My version would have been like, if you don't let us through, God will smite you. You're going to hell. But she was like, the Lord will bless you. And it was just like really cool to see someone be like, oh, I'm going to go deep into my heritage and I'm going to make this guy do me a favor. And it worked. So yeah. shout out. I hope he did get blessed. Just the fact that like it would occur to like the Lord would bless you, but like in like very Christian Spanish. <laughs> I think that's so cool that it worked. Like it's that kind of country where it's like, we're all 
we're all, we all believe in Jesus here, right? Yeah. Let us through. Right. Right. So she, from that moment on, I was like, this person is indispensable. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to take her passport away. I was like, have your passport, eat your snacks, just be ready for a lobby call. I don't care what else you do. I don't want to hear about it. Fan top of the cup. I'm pregnant with my first baby and have not been able to breathe out of my nose since week five. Ah. I remembered Eliza talking about nose strips and being pregnant and ordered some out of desperation. I will now be gifting Breathe Right strips to every expecting woman I see anywhere. Thank you, Eliza, for giving me sweet, sweet relief. Big fan of you and Emily in the pod. Shout out to Leslie Suter, Noah's, Noah's editor, who told me about that. And uh, Game Changer. Oh. Yeah, I love that. What's your top of the cup? Yeah. My top of the cup is actually, okay, so I have days off and I should be doing things. You know the, I forget there's a word for it, when you're like procrastinating doing something by doing something else you need to do. So like you don't want to do one thing, so you do the laundry. Yeah. Because it's easier than writing something yes. you need to write. So my favorite form of that is organizing and I need to be doing some other stuff, but I've been having the best time. You very kindly sent me a, a label maker and I've been having the best time getting everything organized, getting things in. I labeled my storage drives, my hard drives. I love backing things up Ooh. and I labeled that for different years. I've been organizing my full, like digitally organizing. And today I have some like little drawers coming so I can have, because right now I have two big deep drawers. So I throw everything in there and then yeah. I don't know where a pen is, but I'm going to be like this stores pens. This one's envelopes. And I'm so excited. Oh, I like, love that. It's such a feeling of accomplishment when you like, you you put the things in there, you label it, and then boom, like you're you're set. You feel like you're ready. You're ready I'm for the year. I'm very excited. Oh, I love that I can help yeah, you with exactly. that. exactly. Yeah, that's the best. Organizing yeah. and then keeping it up. Good for you. Well, that's the hard part is the keeping it up, well, which is why I have two deep drawers with a pile of trash in each and I need shallower drawers. I think the labels will help. Good for you. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And purging always feels great. I have to throw out a lot of a lot of random pieces of paper. I get like a I get a letter every week for my student loan people. Like you got to, it's coming. You're paying. I'm like, I know. I don't need you to tell me every week. We're about to take that money from you. I'm like, okay, okay. Opt out of paper. These companies that still send. I have. Oh, God, that's annoying. All right. Well, <laughs> look, we're back. We're here. Full human episodes. No more pre taping. Gave you a nice plump episode to get you, get your rump up, to get your goose going, to get you that New Year kicking off right. Please keep the questions coming in. I It was not lost on me how many of you throughout Europe came to the meet and greets uh, and wrote me letters and told me how much you love the podcast. And yes, many of you also told me you loved Emily. Here, I'm telling her now that just, just know people from all over mostly other women who are sexually different <laughs> uh, I was I was bragging about you to my tour manager too I was just like you gotta meet her like we just talk about this is, you this is a tour manager I don't know because it's a European one so I don't know that he's Portuguese um, uh-huh. shout out to Enrique who was awesome anyways folks we're here we love you we love doing Ask Eliza anything we will not be adding Emily's name to the title. We've got a lot of fun things planned for this year. And uh, stick with us. And uh, buy the products I, I made do the ads for. Because this fucking podcast doesn't run on dreams and sunshine.
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.